Hey, it's the morning show, 960 The Ref. It is presented by St. Mary's Medical Group. I'm Logan along with Tyler Head this morning and Dave Abs. Dave's absence. It's a mouthful. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. I think being a substitute today hasn't been too bad. No, we appreciate you coming in and being the substitute teacher as long as you're keeping all the listeners in line. Don't pull a fast one on Tyler, man. He's a strict substitute teacher. He will put your name on the list, and he will send a note home to your mom. If you cross me, you're going to be in the danger zone. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I'm very excited about this next guest. Me too. I know you're very excited. Uh, Tyler, by the way, big NASCAR guy. Everybody knows that. You have your own podcast up to speed. I sure do. You can listen to that on 960 The Ref's on-demand page or on the app, or you can subscribe on iTunes as well. That's right. A vast array of NASCAR knowledge. I uh, try to dabble in it myself, but I'm not as smart as you. I would love to have Josh on at some time. Absolutely. Josh Shiplett, who is, uh, I I like to list him as my third best looking nephew. I'm not going to say he's number one or two, but I'll just say Josh is a nice solid number three. They're all good looking, though. That's the thing. So I'll keep it that. But Winder Barrow High School grad. We have a little local connection. Uh, But yeah, my, my nephew Josh joining us. He is on the team of Denny Hamlin. The number 11 FedEx came in number 6th out in California last year, but man, he won a pretty big race a couple of weeks ago. The Daytona 500 back in North Carolina this morning from California. Good morning, Josh. How are you, my man? I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing Doing great, great. man. We appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you said you got in, what, about 2 o'clock last night or this morning? Yeah, I walked in the door around 2. Wasn't too bad. Not too bad. Just a nice, easy flight back from California. Finished number 6 yesterday, but... This is the second time I've had you on our show, and, and by golly, the second time in two years that you are probably the most successful person in our family because you got another Daytona 500 ring coming your way. Uh, how, how have the last couple of weeks been and just in the, the wake of winning the big one for the second time in two years? Uh, it was definitely uh, pretty exciting. I, I don't think anybody, you know, you don't, you don't expect to win one, yeah. much less two or three or two in a row. Yeah. So. Well, Tyler and I talked a little bit this morning about back in 2011 when yes. uh, Trevor Bain won that you were also on that team. So you personally are actually a three-time winner now. Uh, let me just ask a couple quick questions about the, the race itself. I'll go back to the Daytona 500. Uh, when was it during speed weeks, or is it sort of an all-off-season long where you have a good idea that you guys may have a car that can run up front at the end of that thing? Uh, yeah, we, we spend pretty much the whole off-season working on those cars. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have a couple months there to, to get things going, but you don't actually get cars ready to put together until a couple weeks before because they mm-hmm. spend so much time in the body shops and uh, chassis shops tuning them. So, you know, you know, ahead of time, you got a pretty good shot of going out there to lead laps. So the big story, and, and obviously the, the, the big thing about the 500, winning that thing first and foremost, but let me ask this because it was a very unique situation. Uh, you guys, you go across the finish line. You see that you're number one. That official scoring comes out. Denny Hamlin and you and your team have won the Daytona 500. That has to be, as you'll say, one of the most exciting feelings in all of, of racing and being on that team. But very shortly after, as you guys are in the winner's circle, you know, accepting that trophy, confetti flying, you kind of, I'm sure, get word that the situation on the track is not as happy as it is in victory lane there with Ryan Newman taking that really, really scary ride across the finish line. If you don't mind, just, just tell us what that was like to kind of get word during your celebration that, hey, we need to kind of pipe this thing down a little bit because something really bad may have happened. Now, thankfully, we all know Ryan's doing very well, but what were those moments like when you found out that, that something scary had taken place? 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a little nerve wracking for sure. I mean, like you said, you you crossed the line, and and I'm sure there was a lot of criticism about it. But you know, everybody, it's it's the Daytona 500, and yeah, and it's one of the most exciting things to win. So, uh, you know, people are cheering, and nobody has any idea of what's going on, yeah. as we never really do. And uh, yeah, we made it all the way to victory lane. Everybody was celebrating, and our crew chief, I guess, got wind from somebody and uh, gathered us all up and told us what was going on. Mm-hmm. So. It went from, uh, yeah, quite the celebration to, you know, prayers for him. Yeah, certainly. Real quick. Certainly, I, I, I know there was initial like criticism, but we have. I'll tell you this, y'all. We've staunchly defended you guys and saying that there is absolutely <laughs> no way that you know. We so I, I, I don't think anything was done wrong, but it's in fact it was a classy move to kind of stop uh, celebrating there. But speaking with Josh Shiplett, Winder Barrow High School graduate, now a three-time Daytona 500 winner, two in the last two years, joining us on the ref. So getting into things a little bit more recently, what happened yesterday at an Auto Club Speedway in California, you guys started out 28th and struggled a little bit early on. You had to run in with Kyle Larson earlier in the race, but you ended up getting some points in Stage 2 and ended up finishing 6th. What kind of adjustments were you guys making all day long to get your car better and put you in position to end up finishing in the top 10 when it was all said and done? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty long day. We came down on the parade lap before the race started, uh, changed the shock out. Um, knowing that we were going to have to do something because uh, Denny wasn't real happy with the car after qualifying. So we just kind of took our licks and started from the very back. And uh, Denny was actually pretty happy with the handling um, the beginning of the race. So we really only did air pressure, um, a few a few small adjustments, but uh, air pressure and pretty much grill tape was about all we did all day. The car handled pretty well. And uh, those tracks now drive a lot like uh, super speedway races. You have to draft. You gotta, you gotta help each other out. So Denny actually runs really well at those races and kind of up his alley. Now, obviously, the Daytona 500 and Super Speedway races in general are seen as a little bit of an outlier by a lot of people. So people kind of gauge more what happens at the Las Vegas's, the Californias, and stuff on how the rest of the season is going to go for a lot of teams. And given how dominant Toyota was last year and in the past couple years. They haven't necessarily been on top of the, their game these past two weeks. Is that more of a case of Toyota falling back to the pack, or is Chevrolet and Ford really doing something different to kind of surpass you guys in these past couple weeks? I think uh, Chevrolet's got a new nose this year, and I think that's helped them a lot. But if you look back at last year, um, we didn't really run great at Vegas anyway. Uh, I'm not sure it's really been one of Joe Gibbs's favorite tracks. Um, at the beginning of the season, we didn't run real well. Martin won the second race there, so we made some good adjustments. But I think going to California, um, we didn't show a lot of takeoff speed. But at the end of the day, we had, well, I think, three cars in the top ten. So I think it's I think it's working our way. I, I think it was just a couple tracks here at the beginning of the year that are a little bit different. Uh, I think coming this weekend to Phoenix, you'll see some see a lot of changes. Well, and on the note of Phoenix there, obviously you guys won last fall to punch your ticket to Homestead to fight for the championship, but now this season we're going back to the low downforce that we last saw in 2018, and given the fact that you've had a gap year between using low downforce at these shorter tracks, what kind of challenges is that going to prevent or present to you guys uh, going into Phoenix, especially now that it's going to be the championship race this year? Yeah, it's definitely a lot different, and uh, the rules changes this year as far as going back to the low downforce and then uh, as well as they kind of put us on a parts freeze on a uh, wind tunnel um, decline this year, going to the new car for next year. So we haven't had as much testing as we you know normally would have, but neither does anybody else. So 
you kind of go back to your notes from 2018 and uh, I think you know we ran pretty well that year too so uh, I think we have I think we have an advantage on the year really because we were so dominant last year and then everybody else is kind of in the same boat no no one tunnel time no new developments and things like that and you mentioned the next gen car and they're testing it today and tomorrow out at auto club speedway with william byron um this being the uh kind of third iteration of the different setups and stuff they're trying with this car what have you heard about these tests and and what have you what do you know about this car already um uh for what's we're, we're going to be seeing in 2021 and beyond uh there really hadn't been a whole lot come out i think it's more uh, durability testing right now. I think they're trying to get new parts to to uh, last and and try to figure out what direction they need to go as far as um, making yeah making parts that are going to last through a whole race. They haven't really. This is a whole new system, new rear ends. Um, they're trying new things with the wheels, and uh, I think they've had you know a couple struggles to get going here, uh, just having parts failures. So I think they're working through that, and hopefully, middle of the year we'll we'll know a little more about it. Speaking with Josh Shiplett, uh, engineer and pit crew of the Denny Hamlin number 11 FedEx race team in the NASCAR circuit. And given the fact that the next-gen car is coming next year and a lot of the equipment and notes that you guys have right now is kind of become irrelevant, how odd does it make the 2020 season that it is kind of a little bit of a lame duck year in general? Yeah, it's pretty strange. There's a, uh, you know, we, we kind of dial back production a lot, so it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's really nothing we have this year we can use next year. So it's it's pretty much a clean house, and every part we have in stock is no good anymore. Wow. And so it's, it's it's a lot different, for sure. Now, Josh, you uh, you have an engineering degree from where? UNC Charlotte, right? Yep. Okay, and then uh, so how, how did you, just for our listeners, when, when you were out there studying and learning to do this thing, how did you get your feet wet in NASCAR? What was your first break, if you want to call it that? It really all started. I went to Lanier Tech for uh, two years right. and did their motorsports program, and that they they got me up to North Carolina okay. and, and got me introductions and things like that and internships, and that's kind of where I met the the people that got me in the door at Roush Fenway was my first mm-hmm. my first big breakthrough as far as a uh, pit crew goes, um, but I met all those guys through through the internships that I had with with Lanier Tech, honestly. Gotcha. So, so what? Talk, walk me through just in a, a quick general week for you during the season. By the way, so you're back at home now in North Carolina. Uh, then you got another big race coming up this weekend. But when you get back, what is your week like leading up to uh, race day? And when do you actually go out to the tracks? Uh, generally, we'll we'll go to work on Monday. Um, West Coast is a little bit different, but right. typically during the year we go in and work on Monday. We'll we'll work out, do a little uh, regen stuff. Um, and then do if you if you work in the shop like I do, you go do your shop job uh, and get prep for the next weekend. But then Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we practice, uh, get workouts in. Thursday, Friday, we'll have off. So uh, Saturday, we'll fly out to the racetrack for the Xfinity race, and then do that. Now you Monday. mentioned you mentioned working out. What you guys do is extremely physically grueling. A little background for the listeners: I used to beat you up when you were little. <laughs> But, uh, but, but now I would never even challenge you to an arm wrestle or anything. I, I don't want to make you mad because you could drop me in a heartbeat. So you've, uh, you've changed yourself quite a bit over the years, haven't you? Yeah, and, and the, more, the more time goes on, this is becoming a lot more of an athletic, oh, yeah. athletic-based sport. Um, so it, it's, the pit stops changed over the years, and it's becoming more and more of uh, you better be athletically fit and ready to go or else someone else will take your job. Yeah. 
And, and very quickly, can you take us through the physical demands of a pit stop itself? We saw it yesterday with uh, Martin Truex Jr.'s uh, tire changer uh, ends up getting a cramp in one of his arms that ends up hurting their pit stop and really affecting their performance. Just like for those 10 to 15 seconds that you are in action on pit road, what, what, ex- what exactly is going on for you? Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty grueling yeah 10 12 seconds it's uh i i carry two tires out of the right side of the car and yesterday those tires weighed about 75 pounds a piece so you're running out in between cars um we had the nine pitted in front of us yesterday so we kind of raced each other all day so he'd come in right in front of us and so you're kind of shooting a gap in between him and denny uh hoping not to get clipped by the car a little bit and then uh dropping tires off putting tires on bringing tires back to the wall and and making sure all that goes smoothly so it's it's a lot of stuff to do and and hopefully 12 seconds that's awesome josh i know it's early for you You had a long day yesterday coming back from the west coast man i can't tell you just from a point of pride family wise i'm I'm extremely proud of you a lot of our listeners vary into nascar too and nice to have that local connection here in the athens area that uh you're making us very proud on the circuit i can't thank you enough for joining us this morning Oh, absolutely. My okay. pleasure. And uh, tell your mom, go ahead and text her that you were on the radio this morning and that her little brother will send her the audio later today so she can hear this, okay? <laughs> She'll be thrilled about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Hey, Josh, thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon, okay, bud? Sounds good. All right, thanks, thanks man. Thanks, Josh. Josh Shiplett. That's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. I'm glad you got a chance to do that as you're a big-time NASCAR. Yeah. In fact, the questions you're asking him are things I, I was gonna probably say, couldn't do, so I, I appreciate you, I, Tyler. I was going to say, I'd love to get the opportunity to get him on my, my podcast and really kind of dive into some technical stuff because uh, he has a wealth of information that I would sure love to tap into. Absolutely. Up to Speed is the name of Tyler's podcast. If you're into NASCAR, a lot of our listeners love it. It's a great podcast to listen to, and I think you just kind of gave us a preview of the stuff you talk about because a lot of good technical questions, and Josh is pretty awesome and joining us this morning to answer those for us.